It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, episode number 15, Own Your Teaching Style. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. Are you doing well this week? I hope that you are. I hope you're absolutely killing it as the new school year has started for most of us. And if not, I hope that you do kill it whenever it gets time for you to begin because I know that pretty much everyone's probably uh, in preparation mode. I, for one, have been in uh, school for a couple of weeks now. I'm actually a couple of football games in as well. And the reason that matters is because in addition to coaching some smaller sports, I coach our school's drum lines. So we are off to the races uh, already. We just had our parents' night, back-to-school night, whatever you call it. Uh, and that's always an absolutely long day as well. Good day. You get to connect names with faces and interact with parents, see who you're working with. But it is absolutely absolutely a long day Uh, so made for a little bit longer of a week but absolutely cool you know I will tell you too uh, it never gets old just getting to meet new 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 families and that includes certainly the students Uh, every each and every year as you get to you know encounter new students and, and and get to know them and build those relationships and, and then to see kind of where that goes and progresses through the academic year, that, that never gets old for me. And that's how I know I love what I do. And it's, it's, it's something that keeps me, keeps me just in the profession. And that's how I know I love to teach. And, and so, again, it's been, it's been a great start. And I hope that the same is true for you. I spent a lot of time in this podcast really talking about the student I do spend a lot of time in that, and that's something that you see in probably every educational resource here and every educational resource. Uh, But I want to actually talk about you today. I want to talk about you, the teacher. I want to talk about you and your teaching style and the importance of owning it. And this is important for reasons I'm I'm about to lay out to you, but I I want you to think about this. I kind of want you to sit back and think about this just for a minute and see. I'm going to, I'm going to list a few, few characteristics. I want to see if any of these kind of describe you, see if any of them describe somebody that maybe, you know, in your school, for example, are you the teacher that plays that awesome review game that all the kids know, uh, all, maybe all your colleagues know, uh, are you that teacher that develops amazingly innovative activities or that teacher that decorates your classroom in just such a cool way that everybody knows about it? Maybe you're the technology guru that knows about tech apps before seemingly even before they're released and you know everybody knows they can come to you. Are you known for that trademark use of voice inflection or that ability to build just tremendous relationships with your kids? Are you that teacher that has that conversationalist approach in the classroom? Uh, Maybe you're that teacher that has just that ability to design the coolest sort of assessments that everybody kind of wants to to use. Um, You know, and the list goes on and on and on. Did I describe any of these things, you know, traits that you have in any of these? Maybe you have a completely different set of characteristics or maybe you're a combination of some of these things the point here is that you have to be you you have to whatever characterizes your teaching style you've got to be you and look the old adage good teachers steal from other good teachers that's true and that's without a doubt true but you know what great teachers do great teachers 
know that they must own their own teaching style. They have to be them. And yeah, it's it's absolutely necessary for teachers to kind of apply and study and improve upon those proven techniques, those proven winners that you know result in good outcomes. But keep in mind that no one can do you better than you can do you. And one of the biggest mistakes, just being quite honest about it, especially with new teachers, so if you're a new teacher, listen up. But one of the biggest mistakes that I see is that teachers work way too hard to mimic or to conform to, quote, you know, those suggestions that you get from other teachers or even administrators. But they work too hard to conform to uh, those things and mimic other teachers. Uh, and, and what that can kind of do is drown out the the personal nature, the you of it all. It can suppress your own personality, creativity, innovation, and what that can begin to do is make your classroom very impersonal, very sterile, because you're working too hard to be somebody else and use somebody else's tricks of the trade, so to speak. And so in the end, this is an environment that doesn't just generate many highly motivated teachers because you're working so hard to be somebody else. And honestly, those teachers who, who, who do that, you know, for the majority of their time, they don't last very long in our profession. You know, and who wants to be in that environment anyway? I mean, it's so impersonal. It's not about you. It's some version of you filtered through the expectations and the mimickings and um, the conforming to these other these other teachers and these other ways of doing things. And so, you, you know, you just, the classroom's not about who you are and who wants to go to work every day and, and be in an environment that they can't, you know, be who they are and who they want to be. And so the key is to kind of strive for what works for you and then for your students. Your teaching style will, and it absolutely has to evolve over time. You know, it, it will. As your experience goes up, you know, you're going to change. You're going to get better. And so let your style be shaped primarily by who you are as a person. And then balance that with the reasonable needs for efficiency and efficacy and the things that you have to do because your school says so and uh, your district says so. And, and, and so balance all of the have-tos with who you are. You're going to find that that's going to create a much better balance for you. And adaptability is so very important <clears throat> because things in education, for example, they, they're they just so fluid. And so just to give you a couple of examples, things you already know, I mean, we're getting older, right? They're not. The kids are staying the same age. So we have to be adaptable to those uh, to those scenarios. You know, one year we may teach history. The next year, we may teach a completely different subject. We may swap grades. We may uh, one day have, you know, or one year have 25 students and the next have 15 or 35. So the point is, you know, being able to adapt is crucial. But regardless of these changes, you know, in the new pedagogies of the day and the new have-tos of the day, regardless of those circumstances, the common thread that needs to exist each and every year, no matter how many of those variables change, class size, even class subject, grade, the common thread still has to be you. That should define every aspect of your process. And I've said that before. From the activities and lesson plans to the classrooms that you're in, that you create, 
the common thread is you. Has to be. You know, it's it's interesting because you know you look at this just uh, because of my role at uh, you know the school that I'm at. It's it's interesting because we're constantly renovating. You know, I talk about that all the time: renovating curriculum, renovating. Uh, classrooms and, and trying things. I'm fortunate enough to work at a very innovative school and uh, you know I, I, I get to see great teachers adapt each and every day. Um, one thing that we had to do several years ago in our science department we were changing the curriculum in a pretty significant way from this sort of modular where kids are doing different modules at different times throughout the year uh, and so you're working in small groups and so the kids in the classroom weren't necessarily doing all of the same things and we kind of transitioned that into a different kind of layout and this layout was more of a larger group uh, layout and and as we made that change I was I was a little bit not concerned I wasn't concerned uh, I was a little bit uh, you know just just weary of the fact that we had amazing teachers who were excelling in the in the current curriculum that we were offering and then all of a sudden we're going to make some changes that we felt like would be would be fantastic and would be very necessary um, but how would these great teachers respond? You know, would they still be great in this, uh, you know, new curriculum? And sure enough, you know, as we made the change and the transition, these great teachers do what great teachers always do. They kill it. And so despite the modified concept, uh, these teachers just, just really found incredible ways to continue to personalize the learning experience. And, and I only tell you that kind of anecdotal uh, you, you know, story just because I want you to realize that even in classrooms that are evolving, and they're going to evolve constantly, that common thread has to be you and the expertise that you bring. And if you own your teaching style, you can, you, you can do anything. You can teach anything. You can be in any environment and succeed you know and, and what each of our styles are when we talk about owning our teaching style uh, or classroom management style or whatever you want to say you know it's always different we got to look at who we are you know at the beginning of the episode I listed all those different characteristics of things you've heard about teachers or maybe you're described those ways have you ever thought you know and built you know just sat down and thought about what makes me me you know, what's kind of my profile uh, as a teacher? What is my style to kind of see what maybe your bread and butter is? You know, for me, I throw balls and pillows with my students. I call students by their last names, Mr. Owens, uh, Miss Jones, for example. Um, my pedagogy really centers around utilizing inquiry and problem-based learning with a very laid-back approach. And that kind of lends itself to open conversation and content exploration in the classroom. I focus on developing vocabulary, skills, and, and I really filter everything I teach through can it be applied to the real world. I work to break down walls between students and myself by really adopting that coaching mentality that I talk about all the time. I emphasize positive relationship building in literally every part of the process. I never yell. I never humiliate students, at least not on purpose, if I have done it. Um, I never lower my standards, grade for completion, 
or give extra credit. At the same time, I dismiss the need for excessive structure and policies. You've heard me talk about that. I try to foster a learning environment uh, that allows students to be themselves and creates an environment where students feel okay to take risks and make mistakes. I rarely talk about grades with my students. I really don't. I don't ever talk about grades. It's just not that focus. The learning is the focus for me. And I'm very intentional about that. I never, never, never mention grades if I can help it. Instead, I talk about learning and effort. I wear funny hats and perform magic tricks. Um, you know, fist bump my students and high five them. I make fun of myself, which I give myself plenty of material to be able to do that. I interact one on one with my students. Um, you know, I send countless, probably annoying numbers of emails that are positive to my parents. I tell them that they're more than just a number. I tell my students they're more than just a number. And I absolutely mean it. And, you know, none of these things that I just said make me better or worse than uh, what any other teacher does. It's just who I am. And it's what I do to be successful. And every year I learn something new and do some kind of renovation. I know that word gets old in my podcast, but I, but I, I do. I renovate something every single year. Um, and, and while I certainly watch, learn, and borrow from all those people around me, it's just who I am, and, and I own it. And in fact, just to be honest with you, I'm a little proprietary about it. You know, I said that good teachers steal, and I certainly don't mind folks stealing my stuff either, because I think it's a collaborative network. Steal is such an uh, ugly word for something that we really mean collaboration on. But I am a little proprietary about it. Um, I do have, as I mentioned a minute ago, tricks and trades. I do have a few tricks and some, some quote-unquote secret stuff. You know, you know my, my stash of tricks that I use to, to be successful that I don't really share. You know, like, well, Matt, why are you proprietary with those kinds of things? Well, to be honest with you, I'm just careful not to overly dilute my own uniqueness. You know, I want my classroom to be personal. I've worked hard to differentiate who I am, my style, and my pedagogy. And I don't want my classroom to be the same as other classrooms. Think about how terrible that would be for students, by the way. If you know they went through seven or eight periods or blocks and, and the teachers used the same tricks. They all are doing coot. They all do things this way. So I'm a little proprietary. I love sharing, but no one does me better than me. And I think the key is to learn and collaborate with others and then adapt those things and those ideas, strategies to your own personality and what really kind of works for you. Plus, I'll just be blunt about something. And this is kind of a hard thing to, for me to explain sometimes. Uh, and I hope you get it when I say it. But whether you know it or not, there is a magnet to being average in our society. Think about this for a minute. There's absolutely immense pressure from colleagues, from peers, and superiors, and just the systems to being average. So if you're below average, you're usually going to be pushed to improve. And if you're below average long enough, you're going to you know, be looking for another job. And that's true. Inversely, though, if you perform above average, then usually they're going to place you on a pedestal and say, hey, look, everybody, look how so-and-so is doing it. Well, that's a lot of pressure. That in and of itself can create some resentment amongst your colleagues and peers. 
I guess my point is when the world wants to put everybody in a box and it's so much easier to perform at the average level, you know, it's 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 easy to kind of settle. So I like being somewhat proprietary. And that's part of the the reason that I want you to own your own teaching style. Because I want you to resist that just that magnet to being average. I want you to make sure that you are being you because no one can do that better. No one can bring to the classroom what you can bring because we're all individuals. And if you believe in your ability, you certainly need to make sure that your your kids get that. You know, don't spend your days just just trying to be somebody else. Don't spend your days mimicking and and just stealing stuff. Be innovative, be creative, and just absolutely kill it each and every day. You're going to find more success that way. Well, look, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, it really was great to be back with you. Make sure you're here next week for episode number 16, Push Students in a Healthy Way. Uh, until then, remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. Until next time, I will see you down the road.